Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships, hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. And me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. There are endless podcasts about dating out there, but we didn't feel any of them really reflected our own experiences as two ladies in our 20s battling through the joys and struggles of single life today. And that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love. This week, we are delighted to welcome life coach and mental health blogger, Ben, known as The Naked Professor. Hi, Ben. Welcome. Hello. How are you? Thank you for having me. We are very well, thanks. We're excited to have you here. So Ben's Instagram account is called The Naked Professor, and it originally caught my eye a while ago, not just because of the uh, mainly nude pictures of Ben, (laughs) but also because his account preaches a really important message, which we're going to ask Ben to explain later. And he's also recently spoken out on national television about a sexual problem, which sort of kick-started it all, uh, which is why we have Ben joining us today. Before we get into all that, though, let's have our catch-up, guys. Livy, what's new? I'm really struggling with the podcast, actually, to be completely honest with you. Because, oh, God. Because, no, not with the podcast itself, but because, obviously, we date people, and then we talk about it on this podcast. Yes. When we know that the boys that we date listen to the podcast, mm, it, it, it strikes up a few conundrums. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, so I'm grappling with that. I and thought I, of that. I really, when I was listening, I was like, oh my, yeah. you guys share a lot. Like, yeah. if, I was, if I was on a date with you guys, I'd probably be tuning in to find out how it went. Yeah, it's weird. It hasn't happened to me a lot because the last guy I dated never listened to it. But Which got, was weird because he knew about it. Yeah, I know. But another guy, it was sort of like in protest, like he thought he was above it all. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But <laughs> <laughs> a recent guy, who I was on a date with was like oh yeah I love the podcast and started asking me all these questions about stories I told That's on the nice. podcast oh. but th- but it's weird because these are obviously stories I've shared publicly mm. but yeah. not shared privately with yeah. him it is odd um, that is odd yeah. yeah so it's a strange strange thing because it's sort of different to a dating column because in a dating column you have the time to write things down and you can give people pseudonyms and it's we just, just blurt it out yeah it's just <laughs> a bit more candid in a podcast so anyway that's yeah, uh, all I fun complete, and games I completely know what you mean I, I feel like personally if I'm talking about something at the time I never share too much detail but then perhaps when it's all ended yeah and then I'm referring back to an anecdote <laughs> then I, agree. I might be a bit more open about it I think that's my tactic is when it's currently happening it's a bit strange <laughs> but if you wait a few weeks you know when they've when it's ended and fizzled as everything ever does <laughs> then you can talk yeah. about it oh, you yes, guys are really bra- all things I've heard from you girls are very brave thank like, you this is, this is like, right I really need to open my heart coming on this you guys have set the standards we're not you posting know? naked pictures on social media but <laughs> just you wait give it a couple of weeks you'll be there it'll get you all um, right, it's a different kind of bravery, to isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of being very open and vulnerable. Yeah. Speaking of which, ways. Rachel, you had an interesting message this week. I did have an interesting message. I don't know if I, I must have spoken about this a few weeks ago about how I was going to go out with this guy. And then I sort of was just looking at my diary and I was like, 
I'm, I'm too busy. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I would have sort of one free evening a week. And I was like, actually, on that evening, I just want to do nothing. And so I basically told him, I'm really sorry. I think I'm too busy right now to date anyone. And then, like, nearly a month went by, and he popped up out of the blue, messaged me the other day, basically saying, I was thinking about what you said, and... I think we're all really busy. I'm busy. Everyone in London is busy. And I think we should just find a way to give it a try and go for it. Nice. And I was like, actually, like, okay. I mean, I really respect that, actually. That's really ballsy. And it takes guts to do that. So, yeah, all right. And actually, the day after, no, the day before I got that message, certain Olivia Petter had just cancelled our Friday (laughs) night plans. So (laughs) I was suddenly free. So it looks like I will go out with him. Amazing. So we'll see. He was he was quite forward. He was like, we should just start dating. And I was thinking, well, I mean, I think that we'll go. We'll start with the first date. (laughs) Yeah, that's quite quite presumptuous. (laughs) Definitely. I was wondering if this was going to be a story. The one you said that your friend fell down the stairs. That was the last. That was the podcast I heard. That was it. That that was was the guy that I cancelled the date on because. I just dropped you in it. (laughs) If he listens now, how's your friend who fell down the stairs? Recovering well. Yes, it was just a sprain. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounded tricky for a minute. I know. I know. It was very, very serious problem. (laughs) Ben, what have you been up to? Um, Dating-wise or life-wise? Whatever you want to talk about. I don't have much dating information really because life has been so full on with me. I put my heart and soul into, into this blog that I'm running and there's also a few other things that, that's going on with me. So, um, And I'm kind of of the opinion right now that I'm loving what I'm doing and it's going really well and it's taking me on this amazing journey, to use a cliche. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of like, just do what I'm doing, keep smashing it and life is going to evolve around that. Yes, um, yes. Keep doing what I'm doing, keep loving it and let it happen. Rather than, And that's kind of means that and I'm not on any dating apps. I'm not really, you know, I'm 36. Most of my friends are out with their two kids in the park. You know, that's, that's, that's how days are spent these days. So it's not like you're getting the call on the Friday night, Saturday night saying, where are we going? Yeah. Like, like I did in my 20s. So, you know, and, I, and I, I'm kind of got to say I'm happy with that. And I love waking up feeling fresh and going to the gym and writing and doing everything that I'm doing. But the, the contrary to that means that, you know, I'm not really out there and I'm not really dating and I'm not doing much of that stuff. Well, what I've just found is because I like, did a pause on dating apps for a while. I didn't go on dating apps. And I, cause I was trying to see if you could meet people in real life. And my conclusion was no, you can't. <laughs> Particularly if you're not going, if you're not going out on weekends and stuff. Like, no, but even but if you do go out, I'm very sociable. No, no, true. <laughs> Still didn't meet yeah. anyone. But I don't know. I, I think do things you love and yeah. do things and be open-minded. Don't force it. And don't force it. Exactly. And you put yourself in the situations where you're kind of in your passion and you're doing things that you love. You you meet like-minded people and I don't know, you know, in a bar you'll get such a cross-section of people mm. that, and everyone's drunk and it's, you know, it's all a bit, I don't know, it's not hugely authentic because it's a bit cliche to yeah. meet someone. I feel if you're at the zoo because you love animals or you're here or something, you might, mm. you meet someone and you say, oh, I really like this and they go, oh, mm. I do too. Very and true. It, it's really nice. Very to me, I don't know. I've always struggled though because I remember at school and you know everything. My main interests were like musical theatre. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was a student paper, but anyway, it's um, we never know. I'm going to a bar class this evening. <laughs> Maybe my future husband is there. there. Go. I'm sure there he will. Go. He will go to bar. And Rachel's very go. good at bar. We went to a class together not that long ago, and yeah. we were doing a side plank, and Rachel did the side plank and just collapsed <laughs> immediately, um, and it was the me. funniest thing I've ever seen. It's like a really serious ballet class, and she just tumbled. 
I just lost my balance. <laughs> I'm actually not ballot bar at all, I'll have you know. <laughs> you sure it wasn't a little attention-seeking trick? To see there's a guy in the corner <laughs> and look at me. Oh, yeah. yeah. happen? <laughs> no, if I do that, I'd do something bendy. If I'm <laughs> oh, <that's> like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's finish this right here. Um, okay, guys, we are going to do the bio of the week. This is from Simon25. He says, like most people my age, I'm 25. It made me laugh. I like that. I do like yeah. it as well. That's good. Yeah. It's original. I know. And I then, I, I, I matched with him and I messaged him going, oh my God, I'm 25 too. We have so much in common. I can't remember where the conversation went from there. It probably died. But anyway, I quite liked that. I thought it was quite funny. Really yeah. good. I haven't heard that before either. No, no yeah. you get so many of the same bio yeah. formats now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I had a whole rant about bios a few weeks ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> bored of hearing the same thing bored of hearing the same jokes about being in the single market and of course yeah I remember emojis. when we first saw that we loved it yeah looking to leave the single market before the UK does quite mm. good the first time you hear it <laughs> oh, not so good the 17th time no. No. <laughs> no okay right okay so let's get into the main discussion of today guys Ben do you want to start by basically telling your story um, and we have time, so okay. you know, you can. I know it's quite a long story because I actually already know this story. You do. But if you want to go back to the very beginning, not the very beginning of your life, but um, <laughs> the day you were born, <laughs> get ready for it. <laughs> from, from where the naked professor came from yeah. and how that's all linked to your sexual experience, etc. Yeah, totally. I guess it's an indirect, but I'll go back to where it started. But it's not directly where it led to um, to the naked professor. But yeah, my story is. Um, so I go back to my 20s, I'm 36. My 20s, I was fairly stereotypical. You know, my, I, I was, I say stereotypical, everyone, not everyone's like this, but I was, I was really quite closed. My family's quite closed naturally and that was kind of the way we lived and my perception of growth and, and what you can become and everything else was all kind of, screw that, you are what you are, get on with it. You know, and, and I felt meditation and all this kind of stuff was, was pretty foreign and not for me. Mm. And, you know, it was all a bit weird. And um, anyway, that was the way I lived, and I lived for kind of short-term fixes, happiness fixes, where, you know, partying was where I found my happiness, because I didn't really have it within. You know, it was, I was always looking for external validation, and it was, that was the way I lived. And, and um, without knowing it, I was just living, I thought it was normal, you know, but that was the way, um, the way I was. Anyway, um, I lived with a professional rugby player, and he had an injury, and uh, a hypnotherapist was coming around to try and help him get fit, because he was told that there was nothing wrong with him, and the scans kept saying, it's okay, you can get out there and play. Yeah. And so he was always late. We lived together and she would turn up. I would make her a cup of tea. He's, like, oh, he's going to be here in a minute. I'm sorry. And we would chat. And this just happened week after week. And um, we had these really interesting chats with this hypnotherapist. She was also a coach. And anyway, after a while, I was like, you know, you're here to fix my rugby player around. My rugby player. Sorry, my, my flatmate. <laughs> my flatmate around this injury. Um, can I talk to you about something? Because you know, we've been talking and... Um, I was 30 at the time and I'd lived with this thing for, for, for the whole time and most of my friends knew and it was I was fairly open with it but it wasn't anything I tried to address it was just what it was how it was and uh, it, it had had negative impacts on some of my relationships pretty big negative impacts and it had stopped some relationships from even evolving in the first place um, and at the age of 30 I was like I can't want to address this now this is you know you, you think about family most of your friends are getting married and stuff and it's like it's no longer a bit of a laugh that y y you sort of joke around about so I said to the coach, the hypnotherapist, um, how about this? You know, I have a problem uh, around orgasm. It doesn't happen very easily or very often. Um, it's always been that way. Don't really know what's going on, but do you think it's something you can help with? And 
she was like absolutely let's and I was I was kind of she she was very you know really confident but it wasn't kind of any questions about it and I was like great mate this is this is brilliant were you nervous to bring that up to her yeah I was like yeah. uh bit of a weird one for you this one I'm not mm. quite sure how I say this but now I'm much more it's much more very different than speaking about it but yeah yeah at that point it was a bit like it's a bit of a weird one anyway so she was like of course and then we started working together and she did some hypnotherapy I think I was so close-minded hypnotherapy didn't really wasn't it really impacting me I wasn't really letting it in um and then so then we just started doing normal coaching just around it and this wasn't specifically anything physical that she's working on this was just rewiring my mind mm. um she started talking to me about how i mentioned a few rules that i have in my life i'm not very good at sleeping i'm not very good me at neither. often orgasm she was like look it's no wonder you're not very good at having orgasms no wonder you're not very good at sleeping it's no wonder this and this when you keep telling yourself it you know your brain's your body is listening oh, that's interesting because it's mostly is it am i right in thinking that it's mostly psychological yeah yeah well i mean this is my so i at the time i thought it was, it was physical and I, even right. when she was doing this stuff i was like yeah you know interesting if this is where you think it's going to help i'll give it a go because i try anything but realistically i think this is something physical and mm. i need to sort of take something that's going to change me physically um but anyway, she, you know, I started, and when she was saying this to me, be careful what you say to yourself because you're listening and you're only reinforcing your own story here. I was like, mm, you know, is that really the true? You know, kind of. Anyway, fast forward seven years because otherwise we, we could be really talking over the whole thing. Um, <laughs> I'm totally into the whole personal development thing. She took me on a journey of self-development, personal personal development. I studied to become a coach, a meditation teacher. Um, I haven't solved the sexual issue um but i've become an entirely different person i've grown hugely I'm, and I'm, I'm a much better version of myself for it um so about a year ago i run a technology company um uh, this is all related this is a very <laughs> story it might not appear like it is but it is so many um, twists and turns there are so many <laughs> twists and turns there are um and yeah so um i run a technology company and I was really struggling with it. Um, I'm not technical and I had a technical partner and we had a great opportunity and um, the tech guys weren't able to build the product quite how we wanted. And despite this amazing opportunity, it wasn't happening. And I felt very anxious around it because I wasn't in control. You know, my hands and I was putting my heart and soul into this this business and it wasn't delivering and I couldn't mm. sit there and code. I couldn't change it despite whatever thing I could do. I couldn't build the tech. So I was like, I need something about myself just for my own anxiety. I need something that makes me feel a bit more comfortable about when and I'm in going. control in control yeah. I'm not reliant on anyone else yeah mm -hmm. um so my passions are health and wellness um my mind's completely changed over the last seven years from working with this coach so I started writing a, a lot around mindset stuff and freedom and vulnerability and all these things that I'd learned and I kind of um developed I guess um I've always been physically quite healthy I played lots of sports and enjoyed the physical aspect but it was the mental side that I was really pushing Anyway, I was writing this stuff thinking, God, the internet's so noisy. Uh, how am I ever going to actually get engagement? You know, it's one yeah. thing writing. is another thing people reading it. You want to reach people. You want to reach people. Do. Exactly. Um, and then I thought back to this um, image I had in, in Yosemite National Park in America with a friend where we're in this beautiful valley. The sun was shining. There was a waterfall. It was incredible. And um, boys being boys we took all our clothes off and sort of peered into the distance <laughs> and took a picture because it was a better picture than us standing there normally. Mm -hmm. And anyway, one way or the other, that image on my own Instagram page, personal one, got loads more engagement than a picture of me eating my breakfast or whatever. I bet. <laughs> whether, it was people, yeah, whether it was people joking, laughing, thinking it was good, it was bad or whatever, yeah. people reacted in some capacity. Yeah, catches people's attention. It caught people's attention. Yeah. And it's a bit different on your newsfeed, isn't it? It's exactly, it's a bit different <laughs> on your newsfeed. You know, when you're flicking through, it's like, okay, yeah. what's that? 
Why is it? Why is it breakfast, sunset, avocado. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so one way or the other, it catches your attention. But then at the same time, when I looked at that picture, everything that I was writing about was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole vulnerability that I've, I'm sort of really pushing in, in, in men, particularly at the moment, um, uh, being free to express who you really are, which is something I didn't do through my 20s. I was trying to fit in with society. I was just being what everyone wanted me to be effectively um not following the crowd doing something creative um all these kind of things that i was writing about were in this image it was it was there and i was like well hang on a minute there's there's, there's a marriage here you know this mm. is empowering my writing but it's also giving me a bit of a hook to um try and catch people's attention and read my message um so i went to a photographer um and said i've got this idea hear me out <laughs> <laughs> take naked pictures of me <laughs> yeah uh and so many of them, well, like, I met a few and they were like, amazing. I'd love to be part of this. This is really cool. And I had a choice. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it was amazing because I was a bit, free, you know, it's like, this is a bit of a free conversation. Do you want to do this kind of Because <laughs> um, I didn't have any money to pay them to do it. Yeah. It's like, this is a partnership. I'm going to make this awesome. And then we're going to be in partnership and hopefully we'll join the royalties and yeah. we'll do something cool with it. I think getting getting a professional photographer was such a good move because the, the pictures are stunning. Thank They're you. beautifully taken. The light's always wonderful. And that makes all the difference from it actually just looking like someone's just snapped it on their iPhone like, well, hey, I'm naked, kind yeah. of thing. And I think the vulnerability angle really makes it stand out even more because you have you, all you have to do is look at like you know the mental health t- statistics about men speaking out about those issues. It's so much less than women. Completely. And as stereotypical as it might be, there is still a huge stigma against speaking out against anything vulnerable in the mind, mm-hmm. whether it's anxiety mm-hmm. or or sexual dysfunction. It's just, it's totally taboo still. Completely. Completely, I totally agree. And and that's, you know, suicide is the biggest killer of men under the age of 45. Exactly. You know, it's suddenly a stat that's been presented in front of all of us. And I think so often these guys, no one knows there's a problem. Yeah. You know, it's all buried and they can't handle it anymore. And these images that I'm sharing are very much like, I'm I'm bearing it all, you know, everything is out there and my writing kind of, I mean, really is. My writing sort of matches that, I hope. I'm trying to speak from the heart, I'm trying to share it all. This is not me going, hey, check me out. This is me going, hey, I've been through this. This is this has been a difficulty in me and I've overcome yeah. it and I've found a better way to live and I want to inspire you guys to try and find that within your lives. Um, Without being forced around it, you know. Yeah. This is, do you know what I mean? I'm well, not, yeah, you I'm don't want to be preached. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think I think so many people, especially in their twenties, will be able to relate to the whole idea of not quite knowing what you're doing, why you're doing it, what actually makes you happy, what gives you joy, and not feeling like you can be open about problems you may be having, be they sexual, be they mental health, be they anything especially with men i do think and it's changing and it's really encouraging that actually our generation as a whole is a lot more open especially when it comes to mental health talking about these things than older generations were but they we still need more encouragement i think do you get the engagement that you get from followers and from people commenting on your post do you get people commenting sharing their own stories of, as well with a similar condition massively really um with their own condition their own condition yeah, yeah. sometimes um just generally, increasingly, and then at the beginning, it was all about the images and people just engaging mm. with the images, and, and I was like really conscious. I wanted to, people mm. to the message, and yeah. over time, it's getting more and more. I'm getting people opening up these amazing messages that people are sharing to me. Um, I'm spending more and more time replying because people are opening up their heart to me, and you can't just, however many there are, you've got to reply to them. These people, it's incredible messages. Um, so it's amazing. Yeah, the, the responses have been incredible. 
around the subject as well, mm. around the sexual stuff, um, men think, and women. Because I think it's so important when you look at all of the different sexual dysfunction issues that there are, and there are so many, which we'll get onto later, but every single one, they always say the most common cause and the most likely cause is that it's psychological. Which is fascinating. It is fascinating because I think that obviously comes, you know, it could be whether you're going through, I don't know, depression or anxiety or maybe you've experienced a sexual trauma or you're nervous or it's all of these mm. different factors have a part to play and I think that's exacerbated by the lack of mm. social conversation about those issues because yeah, even though it's quite common like I think it's five percent of women that have uh anorgasmia I think is what it's called the mm. medical term isn't it mm, yeah um and it's so it's more common in women than in men yeah. so five um, percent is quite a lot it is a lot actually so for people who don't know anorgasmia am I right that is essentially difficulty orgasming I think so. Uh, I don't. Do you know what? I don't actually. There are so many different terms. Mm. I think you're right with that. I mean, the one that I've that I often come back to for whatever reason is this term retarded ejaculation, which is horrible. Mm. Um, then there's delayed ejaculation, um, which is a bit inaccurate. Yeah, because it suggests that it's going to happen. Yeah. But, it, but it's the term for yeah. when it doesn't happen, exactly. isn't it? So yeah. it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But there's all these sort of different terms, and yeah. I think they're all the same kind of thing, and that mm. it's a struggle, basically. Mm. So. Do you mind us asking how yeah. this has affected sort of your relationships? Yeah, um, badly. You know, it's 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 a problem um, in different ways. You know, the first time I ever saw someone about it was when I was twenty-one in a relationship when I was at the end of university, and I never thought too much about it at that point. It was just kind of what it was. But she, at the end of it, she was like, "Yeah, I'd really rather you know." you kind of experienced what I was experiencing you know I'd rather mm. you got more out of this it's kind of and I think she was great about it and it wasn't a major problem in, with, with, in that relationship but by that point had you just sort of accepted like oh this yeah. doesn't happen for me yeah I mean it, ha it does happen sometimes um, but just really not often at all it's very interesting yeah um, and I've as I'm getting older I found it's probably getting harder um, that's really interesting yeah so probably at 21 I was probably a bit better um but yeah, and she she didn't want it in our in our relationship, and quite un and I understand that. And and um, but for some girls, it's it's not so much of an issue. It's it's okay. Some people take it very personally. It's like, I was going to say for some people, know? it might bring out like insecurities definitely. in them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think sometimes for women, if the guy does have a problem orgasming, you automatically, even though you kind of know it's not that, you feel like oh, it's something I did. I wasn't good enough. I mm, wasn't attractive enough. I did something wrong. Of course, of course. And I totally understand that, and that's the horrible part for me. And I don't want who I'm with yeah. to, to be thinking that. So yeah. actually, if if it leads down the way that it, that we're in a relationship and we're going to have sex at some point or whatever, then I I brief them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I say, look, please, I really don't want you. This is this is what shows up sometimes. I don't want us to think about it. It's not you know a big deal, but um, I just don't want you to take it personally if it happens. Mm. You know. Is it still enjoyable for you though? It is, yeah. But I think <sighs> in a different way. Right. I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't get as much out of it as a lot of a lot of men sure. or, or women in, in, you know, either way. I mean, I've never experienced a female orgasm. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> from what I can, from what I can uh, judge, um, so it, it's pleasurable. But I think that sometimes when you're tired or you're, you know, whatever, you're not probably chasing it like some people are because sure. they love, they, they live off that, that yeah, buzz. Yeah. So that that has that Im impact. Um, it, you know, it can affect your drive. Um, that makes and sense. I just, yeah, and I just think it's just it's it's part of having a healthy sex life. Yeah. You know, um, 
It's the third, I think it's the third most common male sexual problem. Really? Behind premature ejaculation yeah. and erectile dysfunction. Yeah, right. And again, both of those, hugely psychological. They yeah. can be, they can be, I mean, this is all just from research I've done today, so, you know, don't take me word for word, but they can, they can be physical causes for these things. I think um, if you have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, certain cancers, all these, those are the physical kind of causes, mm. Mm. but... Primarily, most people say, you know, most medical professionals will advise you to seek counselling, I think, as a first port of call. Yeah, and which is what I did. Yeah. Which is, yeah. And did that help? No. Um, no, it didn't. Um, it's made me into a better person. All the experiences I've been through have helped me grow, but none of them physically in that aspect. Mate. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, I love, the, I love the terminology that nothing leaves you until it's taught you what it was there to teach you. Yeah. And I believe this is here to teach me. And I believe that it was here because um, through my 20s, I, was, I wasn't showing who I really was and I wasn't embracing my emotions, the highs and lows. I was just living in a bit of a sort of society's box of, of kind of saying it was showing up physically. I wasn't feeling the emotion, the, 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 the ecstasy of sex, all the passion. Mm. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't. And, and so the end product wasn't happening. Um, mm. And I believe this is in my life showing up in that respect. This te to teach me, I need to be more authentic. I need to be more emotional. I need to be more open. And all these things that I wasn't. And I think, you know, it taught me that. So I've become more of those things. But this is sort of the final, the final hurdle, I think. But I, I feel like I'm almost there ready to let it go. You know? That's great. Yeah, totally. I say almost. I feel mentally ready to let it go. Yeah. But <laughs> I think this is coming from my subconscious without wanting to get too deep yeah. I think it's something I'm holding deeply mm. I feel like so much of it must be on such a subconscious level that y you can't it's hard to know what you can actually do to oh, I don't want to say fix because it's not like something's broken but do you know what I mean totally. to, to overcome mm. it mm. Um, and if you don't know anything different I guess yeah it's all my body knows yeah it's you know that's how it thinks it operates yeah. I need to I need to um rewire that you know it's, i'm 36 it's been 18 years of being that way i think you know? it's um it's funny because people don't talk that much about when they have problems and obviously some people have these problems that is all they've known like that or some people i think go through phases where they struggle more and then other times it's fine or you mm. know most people have stories of whether it was one encounter or multiple times where they've some things just hasn't quite worked or you know all the time it's like oh everyone was too drunk <laughs> yeah Nothing worked. I think that's particularly the case with erectile dysfunction yeah. Like yeah, drugs yeah. alcohol yeah. tiredness all yeah. of those things and also I don't know if I'm actually right about this but I feel like it's not just for men that drinking too much can make it a struggle I think for women if you're too drunk yeah 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 arousal disorders so sort of the female equivalent to um, erectile dysfunction is genital arousal disorder okay. and that is simply a case of women not not getting vaginal wetness so even though they could be mentally aroused yeah. that might not necessarily translate physically mm. and that can therefore make sex really painful mm. which leads to a whole other range of issues um so there's all there's all sorts yeah. of things that yeah. can go wrong for women as well. Mm. Yeah, and then it's like if that happens to you, the guy's obviously going to feel like, why is your body rejecting me? Mm. Even though you're mentally feeling like, no, I'm not, I'm not. Like yeah. I do want to do this, yeah. and but it's just not doing what it needs to do no. down yeah. there. And I feel like sometimes you you can't explain it. 
Yeah, it can be emotional, it can be physical, it can be a hormonal imbalance. It can even be down to something like low self-esteem or nerves, lack of confidence of body image, nerves, all also, these things. Nice. Especially if it's the first time you sleep with someone new, like you're always yeah. gonna be nervous. Yeah. I'm always nervous. Yeah, yeah definitely. There, there are so many different aspects I think that can have an impact. And I think that's one of the challenges that makes it difficult as well. You know, the, for a long time, I was looking around physical stuff and, you know, I've seen urologists, I've seen everyone. And it's like, you're okay. So it's like, mm. I've finally got to the point where I've got no other excuse to look at other than this has got to be mental. Yeah. You know? But there, there are so many different things, all the things you said. Huge. For and girls and boys. Yeah. It's yeah. just people, people just aren't talking about it. This it's not common. It. Day, it's not common conversation to be like, oh, yeah. You know, I couldn't get wet last night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like people don't yeah, have what? those conversations. Yeah. I mean, you might do if you're us because we're just weirdly <laughs> open, aren't we? Yeah. Unless you sit on this podcast and then <laughs> yeah. everything unless, comes out. Yeah, unless you're Rachel or myself. <laughs> <laughs> we come into work and we're like, so <laughs> last night, here's the detail. The whole office knows the sordid details of our dating life. Oh, so, so this isn't reserved for the podcast. This, is, this carries on everywhere. Oh, we're, we're quite a loud desk. Okay, I talk right. way too loudly. Rachel particularly. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm a bit too quiet. Sometimes you can't hear me. Olivia sits next to me, and sometimes I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Whereas I'm just completely the opposite. I'm like shouting. Rachel's arrived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone yeah. knows okay. when Rachel's arrived. Well, having listened to this podcast, I can understand that. <laughs> that does make sense. <laughs> yeah, I need to rein it in sometimes. Mm. <laughs> but, um... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, okay, going back to what we were just talking about, though, do you think, how common a problem actually is this? Do we know? Because I imagine a lot of people, and hopefully that's where this podcast is going to help and everything you're doing, I imagine a lot of people are maybe struggling with the same thing as you, but have never sought help, sought help. Sought help? Sought help. Yes, it's not seeked, is it? Okay. (laughs) Have never sought help because maybe they're too ashamed or afraid to admit it. I don't know. I'm sure. Um, I mean, I had one particular message, actually, that's from someone saying, I really thought I was on my own. I'm going to go and see the doctor. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, there was loads of messages around yeah. this, but that one particularly just literally didn't think of it. I just thought this was the way it was. And mm. um, it, is, it is definitely a bigger problem, I think, than people are aware of. Mm. But quite what, what it is, how big a problem, I don't know. Um, mm. But I've had I've had as I don't know lots of girls, lots of boys come to me. I've always experienced. It's always been the way. Thank you so much for talking about it. Mm. Um, I mean, it's really brave from you. Thank you. Lo- I mean, lots of people said really brave and really inspiring, which is which is really nice. I'm not rejecting that at all. But if I'm, if I'm totally honest, it doesn't feel brave because you're just going. In, I'm just being honest. I'm just yeah. telling how it is. And and you know, I I talked to someone else about this, and they, and I said, well, yeah, you're really brave and sharing your story. And he's like, no, I'm not. Like being brave is 
gun of war, being a policeman on the streets and being attacked and facing physical confrontation, speaking your truth, being honest, we're all capable of that. And I haven't done anything wrong. Um, I didn't ask for it. I didn't invite it in my life. So I, d I really don't carry any shame around it. So it's just a, a conversation like the weather or anything else. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I think because there's so much inauthenticity saturating Instagram and Twitter yes, and all absolutely. of social media. So when someone like you comes along and actually shares a candid, honest message completely openly, it does really stand out. And I think it's quite a breath of fresh air, actually. Thank you. Yeah, Sorry. it's very refreshing. Yeah, exactly. And okay, I think you have a really great approach to sexual problems that you or other people might have, but also just the message of your Instagram account oh, thank you. is, you know, a great approach to take. But I, you know, you think it might not be brave, but I think other people, they will see it as, wow, okay, for me, that would actually be quite a big thing to do to speak out about. So now I feel like I can. Yeah. And I hope so. Exactly that. If I'm if I'm delivering a message that's empowering others to go, if he's talking about it and he seems okay about it, I'm not going to carry anything around this. If if that if that translates through, amazing. You know, I'd I'd really love that. It's the nicest thing about what I'm doing is when people say things like that that you've given me inspiration to to talk freely or to do this or to do that. It's amazing. You know. So is your hope just generally that people who follow you and read what you've written are going to just sort of think more be more open what what ultimately do you think needs to change and what are you trying to achieve um sorry it's quite a big question <laughs> it's a big question i want to achieve all sorts of things there's so many things i want to achieve i mean first and foremost at a basic level i, I want to touch people's hearts and want to inspire them to yeah connect a little bit more i think we live in a society now where people are a little bit i always use the word autopilot and it's the best way where people get on the tube, go to work, do what they need to do, have lunch, come home, go to the gym, whatever. And, and their life's almost just kind of, and it's passing them by um, because they've never stopped, stopped and connected and, and listened to actually their heart and said, what, what, what is it that I really want to do? Am I doing things that I'm really inspired by, that I really love doing? That you know, Am I living the life that mm. I want, I dreamed of? And I know we can't all live out our dreams, but just giving yourself some kind of vision or, tr or live trying to direct things in some kind of direction that inspires you or are you just, you know, it goes that quote, you know, you are you living or are you really alive or whatever it is or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I know, know what, what you mean. mean. It's like, are you just um, going through life or are you actually living it? Exactly. Yeah. I there think is, there's a more succinct there quote. Definitely, there's definitely, and I, I really should mean. know it. I'm sure I've written about it. Um, but yeah, exactly. So it's to touch people on that aspect. And it's not saying, it's not to say people, you're doing it wrong. It's just asking people to say, hey, just to have a little bit of awareness around your own life and your own inspirations and to connect with them and try and deliver and try and live in a way that does touch your, your own heart. Because I think we're wrapped up in our heads and we're doing things that society want you to do and doing really? things that you think is, is fits you into society or that your parents want you to do. And then suddenly at 30, 35, 40, whatever, turn around and go, oh, I, really don't, you know, I don't really feel like I'm alive. Yeah, or that you know? you're like, you've fulfilled. You're fulfilled. Yeah. Exactly. This, is the, that this is my big thing, is that we chase short-term happiness fixes rather than fulfillment. So we, we keep do. living to like be happy in the moment or not that's wrong but be happy in that in, around that time mm. uh and then forget about our bigger picture that really fulfills us so mm. we will go out partying we'll drink and we'll do whatever we need to do and it feels great and the next day we'll wake up and feel a bit of shit and yeah. it's like you know that's fine in balance but don't place your happiness entirely in the hands of that party yeah. you know, all the time and don't have anything else because it's not a healthy habit and you'll continually need to chase that and you'll always end up disappointed and You'll always end yeah. up disappointed and you'll just need to thrive off that. Yeah. You know, you can fill your heart with, with passion and inspiration if you live in, in, in line with your values and what the things that inspire you. Yeah, you know, and if you feel excited about what you're doing every day, 
And not just thinking like, oh my God, I just need to make it to Friday night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And that, there's nothing wrong. I'm not, this isn't an anti-party message because it plays its role. And I think it's great to go and have fun and social, be social with your friends and have that. But just don't be reliant on that yeah. being your happiness. Mm. You know, find the happiness within and find it within your own inspiration and what you're doing. And then add to it with doing fun things on top. Um, totally. So that's I'm trying to. I've lo- that's the message, and I don't. All the comments that I get on Instagram, the ones that touch me, I want. I don't. It's a horrible thing to say. I don't. I'm not really bothered when someone makes a nice comment about the image. Yeah, someone goes great ass. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of you know that doesn't do anything for me. It's like, yes, my squats have been paying off. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I need to do more to be honest. But um, uh, yeah, it's the ones that say that comment on the on the writing or the message around yeah, it. That's that's what I'm trying to get across, and the, the images of the hook, you know. Um, love it but yeah I'd love to write a book and I love there's all sorts of things I want to yeah. go I want to go to but for now it's just yeah trying to touch people on inspiration well I'm awesome. sure you will I mean you already are but I'm sure oh, you will get thank there thank you thank you guys shall we we've got a bit of time shall we do a quick dating dilemma yes we haven't done one in a while I think we? we should do this so thank you so much for sending this in I think this was sent in a couple of weeks ago so here goes I have had strong feelings for someone for a while now. However, after spending intimate time together or making plans to see each other, it doesn't take long for the communication balance to drop to one side. We've never slept together, only kissed, cuddled and been relatively intimate with each other, which doesn't help the longing I've developed. This may be longing, unrequited love or lust. I'm not quite sure how to label it. But I do know that whenever I'm alone, I long to be with him and share with him what I've been up to. We were friends with each other for around two years before our friendship grew stronger and any slight distance makes it very difficult to remain in contact without feeling like I'm making all the effort. At one point I thought we were getting closer to entering a relationship but when I leave our hometown where he still lives to go to uni he's awful at communication. I feel like I'm very willing to make the effort and I'm ready to become closer to him if the opportunity arises. My friends say that I should just move on and experience life until and if he is ready. I've been on several dates since. I've decided to move on but don't feel that I can be truly comfortable with anyone but him. My thoughts always return to the times we have shared over the past year, and even though it has been nearly three months since I've seen him, I still think about him and want to know how he is. I'd be so thankful for any insight into this situation and any thoughts you have. This pains my heart. I know, it's it's happened to all of us, I think, Mm. really. Yeah, it's very Mm. relatable. Mm. It's, oh God, it's a really difficult position to be in where you feel like you just want to talk to someone all the time and be with them all the time and they don't seem to feel the same towards you I, I it's, it is confusing and I'm not surprised she's totally confused with the fact that they've kissed and they've been coupley mm. but then I do sort of think that if he felt the same way he would be wanting to message her and talk to her and it's Obviously, it's so terrifying, but I think she maybe needs to tell him how she feels. I was about to say, I think if it's been going on for a while, you just need to kind of bite the bullet and just say, look, I have these feelings for you. How do you feel? In a more eloquent way than that. But you just you just need to fess up because otherwise, you know, he might have no idea. Yeah, maybe he feels the same and it's manifesting in a different way and he thinks that she doesn't fancy him. So he's like, oh my God, I can't talk to her, I need to hold back, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's either going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to say, yes, I have the same feelings or he's going to say, no, I don't. But either way, that clarity and that closure will help her to move on. Completely. She owes it to herself to find out really, yeah. doesn't she? I think living sort of not knowing is almost the worst thing, isn't it? When you, you've got that question lingering, I'd, I'd always just rather find out and, and be upfront about it. 
and and also if it's not right then it's not right and that's okay it's all part of the journey uh it's leading her to someone better i really do firmly believe that i agree i think life's too short to play games in these kind of situations particularly Mm. when you have like really intense feelings Mm -hmm. for someone Mm -hmm. don't beat around the bush like just just say how you feel and if he doesn't feel the same way that might be what she needs to properly move on Mm. and if you think about it at the moment she's not with him what's the worst going to happen she's going to tell him and he's going to say no thank you she still won't be with him but there's a chance she could be as well Mm. If he feels the same, so I mean, it's bloody terrifying. Yeah, to have it's terrifying. To tell your feelings to someone you're not sure if they feel the same way. Have you ever done that? Told someone that you like them? I've been on the receiving end. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> but you've never been the other, the other one. It the is one. overwhelming. <laughs> um, Did it come out in the blue? Um, I sort of had an inkling because we had kissed before months earlier, and we were friends. Um. But I was very actually taken aback and I I needed a bit of thinking time. But then ultimately I I decided that we would give it a try and we did date for a little bit. See, there it you then go. ended, but <laughs> we dated for but a little bit But you gave anyway. it a chance. We tried it, exactly. Mm. So there you go. <laughs> That's all you can ask, give it a go and, yeah. you know, what will be will be. Have you guys ever professed feelings? Oh, too many times. Oh. <laughs> so many times. And it's never gone well. Really? Yeah. Oh no, but now this is a bad message for what we've just No, I no, I know, sorry guys. No, I just I just yeah. I've tried. <laughs> but points for us. You don't try, you can't well, succeed. Exactly, exactly. I think my problem is that in the past when I've done it, I've probably been a bit drunk. So it's oh, probably don't do it drunk. I know, don't do it drunk because it's probably come out a bit more waffly and a bit more like warbly and oh my god, you know, burning hearts of a thousand suns or something you know what I mean <laughs> like a bit too Shakespearean I'm not sure I'd know what you Perhaps. meant if you were saying that to me <laughs> yeah see there Lily you go Lily loves word soup I love Honestly, the word soup sometimes I'm like editing her articles and I'm sorry I literally just died there <laughs> I'm going to say that sentence again <laughs> sometimes I'm editing Olivia's articles and I'm just like this is pure word soup <laughs> it's word she's soup. a beautiful writer but thank you Rachel Prone to word soup <laughs> both of your language is amazing both of you it's incredible <laughs> I mean Thanks. I'm definitely a waffler <laughs> anyway yeah. I sp- you know that's our advice then mm. go for it and don't she's be got drunk. to go for it yeah. and don't be drunk yeah but yeah. massively 100%. You, you you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. I love that phrase. Yeah, um, you actually did that one right. <laughs> yeah, got that one. Finally got a quote out. Um, oh, there's so many things I love to say, but you've got to. But also, you know, you're, you're, we're all so young, and one day we're, we're going to meet, we, only need, we need to get it right once. You know, you meet yes. one person at some point in our life. It doesn't have to be, you know, in that very moment right then. And, and if you express something for someone and you be yourself with them and it's not right, that's part of your journey. That that they're not the right one, and the right ones. You know, you still get all the excitement of meeting the right one. So you know? wise, mm. so wise. I've had a few years of this. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, <laughs> guys. We're out of time. That is it. Please, if you wouldn't mind doing us a favour, do give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Acast or wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe and review us because that would help other people discover the podcast, and it means a lot to us. And please keep emailing your dating disasters, your dilemmas. Equally, if you've had any experience with any of the things we've spoken about today, tell us your stories. We'll read them out next week. Uh, you can email them to us at millennial.love at independent.co.uk and everything will be kept anonymous. Or you can tweet us at oliviapetter1 or rachel underscore hosey. Or you can slide <laughs> into our DMs. I think Rachel is rachel underscore hosey. What, on Instagram? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. On Instagram, I'm oliviapetter8. Yeah, just to be difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Um, you can also contact us by joining our Facebook group, which I've told you about a million times. So essentially, it's facebook.com slash groups slash millennial dot love. To clarify, millennial has three L's and two N's because uh, we know there's been some trouble spelling that. And I don't blame you. It is a difficult word to spell. So it's independent, by the way. I ty- to type, it's tricky. Mm. I type it a lot. Mm. Um, it is. So, yeah, it's the anyway. E's and the A's. Uh, <laughs> it's all E's. Yeah, is it? Okay, yeah, but sometimes go. like an independent event. Or it's okay. very confusing. Anyway, I went off on a tangent. Ben, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been so brilliant. It's been so insightful. I feel inspired. Oh, thank you. That's always the aim. (laughs) And I think a lot of people will have really enjoyed listening to your experiences. So you can follow Ben at, is it at The Naked Professor? The Naked Professor. Brilliant. Is there anything else people need to know about where to find you or anything? (sighs) I don't think so. Instagram's probably the place, I think. Great. Yeah. Great. Go and give him a follow and have a lovely week, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. 